All right, welcome to the State Champs High School Hockey Report Podcast. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belizean. Sean, it's another good year of high school hockey. Looking forward to it, John. It's a pleasure to be here and certainly a shout out uh, to the Coaches Association. They, they, they really went to bat for us and we really, really appreciate that. The Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association is the presenting sponsor of this podcast and is also brought to you by the MHSA. Let's get right to it. Our storylines going into the season. In Division One, we had Brighton. It's Brighton again. They won the state championship again. They they beat Detroit Catholic Central in the semifinals to you know get to the state championship game. Heartland won its first ever hockey state championship. Detroit Country Day won it in Division Three. Out of those three state champions, Sean, which team has the best shot of repeating? I'm glad that you brought them up because I think at the start of every season you have to give a little tip of the cap to the champion. There's no doubt about that, so thanks for that. You know, that's that's a really great question because I think all three of them bring, um, uh, you know, some some new questions in, in, into the equation. Brighton, of course, is as you mentioned, they're just Brighton. You know they're going to be okay come playoff time. That's just what they do. You know, with like Izzo, it's like January, February, Izzo. I think it should be like November, December, January, February, Malgate. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you could you could definitely do that. Detroit Country Day, Sam Avola's back, which is big, and I know we're going to chat on that uh, later. Division three to me, John, I have been one of those people. I think we both have for the last few years. We've talked about how tough Division two is. Division two is still tough. Division three might be the most difficult out there. So if if you're asking me to pick one, I'm going to go with Heartland. If I had to pick one, but it's not going to be easy for anybody. What do you think about Heartland that they could do it again? Well, you know what? I mean, Coach Gadwin and his staff have done such a, a fantastic job of, of building something special out there. And it seems like every year they're in reload mode. And and what I mean by that is there's the next crew of players that's ready to step up and, and, and take the gauntlet. I mean, make no mistake about it. They lose some incredible players, including our choice for, for um, Mr. Hockey last year. But at the, at the end of the day, I think what, what Rick has done is, is really make that a destination for a lot of players. I mean, there are a lot of hockey players out in that general area. And when I say that general area, I'm talking about Brighton. I'm talking about Howell. I'm talking about Heartland. Howell's another team to keep an eye on. But Rick has made that a destination for a lot of players. And so he's built something really good uh, with Heartland in the past five plus, how oh boy, six, seven years. We're talking again about Detroit Country Day. They were like the sleeper last year. No one really talked about Country Day until you... You know, you. said, you know, a little, a little bit of love. Thank yes. you. You know, and Riverview Gabriel Richard also was a sleeper in the playoffs. They made it to the semifinals. Who do you think could be this year's sleeper? That's a great question. You know, the the one thing um, I remember it was last December and, and they had just embarked on what turned out to be an incredible winning streak. And, you know, a lot of people were talking about. Uh, their goaltender, special goaltender, no doubt about that, Sam Avola. At the end of the day, a goaltender can do magical things at this level of hockey. We've seen it time and time again. I think a lot of people remember John Letheman at Farmington. So I, I think first and foremost, is it a team that has that type of goaltender that that you know can win you that game? I think that's important. You know, one team that has been interesting to me for a couple of years, and they they certainly acquitted themselves well 
in the state championship game and off to a tremendous start this year. Um, I think uh, Coach Bamberger, J.J. Bamberger, and Saginaw Heritage, you know, they're, they're a team that has had uh, some success some success at, at, at various uh, divisions, but uh, you have to like what he's doing up there. And, you know, again, that's an area with the Saginaw spirit and, and the influence that they've had since they've been up there. A lot of hockey players up in that in that area. So I think Saginaw Heritage is, is a team to keep an eye on. And what happened in the rematch against Brighton? You just told me off air before. Seven to one, Saginaw Heritage ended up winning that game. I mean, you 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 shake your head at that. I mean, that's it's unbelievable. Now again, this isn't an indictment of what Brighton will be because here it comes. Brighton is Brighton. You know you know that they're they're going to get it going. That's just what they do. But I thought that that was a pretty big statement uh, by Saginaw Heritage. I'm intrigued. You know, we see the jersey behind us, and of course, Coach Volucci at Novi is a friend of ours. I saw Novi um, their first game against Mona Shores, and uh, that's a pretty young team. But they were a young team last year that, you know took their lumps, and I'm always intrigued to see a bunch of guys come back and see how they respond the next year. So I, I, I'm going to be intrigued to see them because they look pretty good against Mona Shores. And a lot of coaches I talked to before the season started that Woodhaven could yeah. be a sleeper in Division Two. I know Trenton beat Woodhaven last week, 6-2, so Trenton's going to be like, well, we beat them 6-2. But a lot of coaches I've talked to that that Woodhaven can make a strong run depending on where – once the regionals get announced, you know, they've been up and down division one, division three. Now they're in division two. I can see them make a, make a run depending on when the, and John, you know, they're a team last year. If, if memory serves me correct, what was that insane win streak they had last year? They had, I forget exactly what it was. Was it, was it 17 wins or something like that? I mean, that's not easy to do at this level. I mean, not with the, the, the schedules that these teams now play. So I, I'm intrigued to look at them. Hey, hey listen, I mean, Division Two is still a bear, but boy, Division Three now. When you talk about the Cubbies moving in there, and I think that's a good team. And Cranbrook coming back. Yeah, Cranbrook coming back there. The Cubbies going full circle. I think the Cubbies are a team that maybe people better take a closer look at. I, I think that's going to be a pretty good team. All right, so that's a good start to the Michigan High School Hockey Report podcast presented by the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association. When we come back, Sean will get to talk to Don Wright, the former Chelsea head coach, and we'll be right back here on the State Champs High School Hockey Report podcast. I want to blend my business education and athletic skills and open my own fitness center. At Lawrence Tech, I'm learning how to research, present, and to really think like an entrepreneur. And I love the small college feel here, where there's always something to do. We have men's and women's intercollegiate sports and dozens of student organizations. I can't wait to apply what I'm learning here in the real world. Lawrence Tech, possible is everything. Welcome back in. Kindly joining us right now, if you've followed high school hockey in any way, shape, or form, you probably know the face. I'm sure that you know the name. Longtime coach out at Chelsea, ran the rink out there, and now a very special role within the state. I'll let him describe exactly what that role is, but uh, Don Wright kindly joining us. First of all, Don, it's always a pleasure to see you, my friend. How are you? I'm great. It's it's good to see you, and it's, it's really good to be here. So uh, I'm excited. It's the first episode, and 
this will be great. You know, first things first, uh, you, you coach forever. I, I'm sure there's part of you that misses it. Uh, a lot of success at Chelsea, but uh, tell us about uh, that transition because with the season starting right now, I'm sure there's part of you that sits back and says, man, I miss that grind. Yeah, it's uh, it was a uh, difficult choice uh, that, I, that I had to make, and, and uh and it was okay over the summer, but uh, now that with the season starting, it's uh, yeah. I, I uh, my mind, I'd rather be coaching. I will say that. Well, so. you're not you're not going anywhere. I mean, that's part of the reason why he's here because there's certainly some exciting changes happening, not only within the high school hockey ranks itself, but certainly in regards to direction. And that's part of the reason that we wanted to talk to you. I, I think one of the smartest things that that any state could do is look at the model in Minnesota. And and Minnesota certainly has been, I mean, the top, if you will, uh, if you're talking about high school hockey. And, and that's one of the things that you guys have done this year, a newly created position, executive director. Explain to everybody what that encompasses. Well, so so we, we've certainly had a coaches association board. And uh, that board was uh, four different members, four or five members. And, and we've had that for a number of years. And um, one of the things that, that we felt we needed was, was an executive director uh, position. Actually, all the other high school sports and their coaches association have that position, just hockey did not. So, um, so I'm fortunate to, to be the first uh, executive director. So, so in starting that, um, you talk about Minnesota. And, and so uh, a few years back when I was the president of the association, um, I, I got an opportunity uh, through actually one of my few hats that I wear, as I always refer to it, was uh, I'm responsible for Team Michigan. We take our top juniors and our top seniors to play against Minnesota because they are the top hockey playing state, not just high school, but at any level, they are the best. And so so we go play them. So in that, um, I developed a relationship with uh, Mike McMillan, who's their executive director, and have had Mike come and talk with our coaches uh, a few years ago, heading back in this year. And a lot of people have a lot of thoughts on what goes on in Minnesota, but uh, Minnesota is outstanding at their relationships and getting everybody at the table. So in watching what they do, um, that's what we're attempting to do here. Uh, I was fortunate a few years ago they had invited me out and uh, I was able to be part of their executive board meetings and and where ours was four or five guys, theirs is 24 guys. Mm -hmm. It has from USA Hockey to junior leagues to, to it's amazing who's involved. And not that all of them agree on everything because that never really happens, but they have everybody at the table. And so making Minnesota high school hockey, what it is, is the, is their driving mission and, uh, they get phenomenal results. So in Michigan, as with our board, with, with this new position as executive director, you know, our whole goal is to get, is to develop all of those relationships. So the Minnesota one is a key one. And Mike McMillan is, uh, is is one of the great uh, hockey guys in the country and uh, certainly i i think the top high school guy in the country you know it's it's interesting just to hear you say that i mean it's it's business i mean it's smart build those relationships cultivate those relationships do everything you can to get you know all the oars rowing in in the right direction but at least you know there's a focal point and a goal so to speak it's yeah. it's it sounds like a common sense approach doesn't it well yes i certainly i feel that way there's no doubt about it what what i would tell you is a longtime coach and mm -hmm. was it was 
uh, I don't know how long it goes, but a while back I got on the Coaches Association board. And part of the reason I made the decision to do that is, is for years, you know, we, we've got so many good coaches in the state, and, and guys would talk about, you know, ah, we need to do this, we need to do this, and, and those types of things. But for whatever reason, nothing change didn't really, really occur. And so what I could see in the hockey world was that high school hockey, it's, it's actually very easy to be isolated. And what I mean by that is, is that um, – you know, when you, when you get hired, you're, you're reporting to your school, your athletic director, and so, so there's that relationship. Mm-hmm. But you're, you, you don't have to have a relationship any other direction. So when you look at the hockey world, I, and I talk to our coaches all the time about this, we, we really didn't have a relationship with USA Hockey. We didn't have a relationship with Maha. Um, I felt we needed a better relationship with the MHSA. Um, I think coaches need to have a great relationship with their athletic director. We just talked about not having a relationship with Minnesota. So I think it's been very easy to be isolated. And what we needed to do and are in the process of doing is, is relationships with all of those and creating better ones. And that will lead to bigger and better things. And, and uh, so relationships are everything. It's easy to be isolated, but if we want to make high school hockey what I, what I and, and I think the guys on the board feel it can be and the coaches around the state feel it can be, uh, this is the direction that I think will, will make the biggest change. Don Wright kindly joining us. Uh, we really appreciate him taking the time. And, and Don, you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, there are so many hot-button topics, and I, I think part of the reason that that the you guys do what you do, it, it's easy to say we need to change this. It's, it's easy to say we need to change that. Change takes times. It, it, it's a process, and there are a bunch of things that I think everybody would like to see. I know we talked a lot about seating, but one of the things that that I, I think I hear from a lot of coaches is they would love to see the playoffs expand and, and the talk of going to three weeks. And I know that's something you guys are working on. How close are we to that? Is is there any news in regards to that? Well, the, you know, so, yeah, the, there's not I, – I wouldn't call it news. Here's what I'll tell you mm-hmm. it is. There, there is a process – that you go through to, to make that type of change. And uh, through the steps of the last couple of years, certainly with seeding a year ago, even though seeding did not get passed last year, I think we learned some valuable lessons about the process. And um, so we, we've enacted all of those things for this year. And in the, the, the key proposal that will be up this year is to expand the playoffs. And so We've taken steps. Uh, um, obviously, we we start with the MHSA and talking about common ground and whatnot. I I think this this um, proposal is is a really strong one because um, obviously one of the great parts of high school is is that there's there's multi sport athletes. Uh, not that all players play multi sports, but you have a fall season, a spring season, and whatnot. And um, Expanding the playoffs won't affect either one of those, uh, but in in the past, you know, I can tell you as a, as a coach going through it, you know, year after year, you know, you're 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 playing six games in twelve days, and it, it's a grind. And um, I, I think uh, our proposal, if if things move forward, would would look to to put it over three weeks, so it's really a couple of games each week, which I think uh, will make it less of a grind. I think it'll give coaches more. Uh, practice time leading into especially the final four I think um, in addition to that we could 
you know, do some exciting things, I think, with quarterfinals to, to create an environment. Uh, again, when you, you talk about Minnesota, I don't know that we'll ever get to 20,000 people at our finals. But what I will say is, is, you know, people know that there's multiple games in one place and, and a lot of fans could be there. And so we're working towards that. I can't sit here today and tell you anything's a done deal until, uh, you know, um, all of the people involved in a decision like that get to weigh in, then, then we'll know better. But uh, um, that that's definitely the direction uh, we're hoping. You brought up something that I think in recent years is outstanding. I think the, the MAHL deserves a lot of credit for, for the showcase, but you're starting to see these other showcases pop up. And I've had an opportunity to go out to your neck of the woods for the public uh, showcase. And uh, there's something cool. I, I, I don't know quite what it is. I mean, other than being a fan of hockey, when you have – good teams and I mean there's so many good teams and good players in the state but those multiple games going on on multiple rinks there's something special about that day talk about that process because that that had to be a lot of work for you not only as a coach but as a guy who's had to run that rink that's not an easy thing to put together to to put on one of those showcases Uh, that's true but but again I think you have to give a lot of credit to Andy and the MIHL and in the development of that because when they started the Trenton you know showcase or MHL showcase, you know, whatever title you want to use. It was a great thing for high school hockey Mm -hmm. and uh, for fans, for scouts, for all of that. And so in, in Chelsea, um, you know, it's a, it's another Avenue and, and uh, um, it it is a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. And, and uh, actually we, for a while there, we, we, we were, um, we were seven days. Mm-hmm. And um, we made a decision to cut that back. It was just a little bit too big. And uh, it, that's a hard decision because that meant that there were some teams that couldn't get in. But I will say, uh, um, so now it's it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then a few games on a Sunday. Um, yeah, it is a lot of work, but I'll tell you what, uh, everybody loves it. You know, the coaches love it, the players love it, the fans love it. Um, it's fun to be in the building. And uh, the first time I went to the MIHL, it was fun to be in the building. You know, it was fun to, to play there. It's fun even if you go as a fan. And um, in, in what you're talking about, I mean, when we talk about high school hockey, and I just said we're talking about change, but the bottom line is, is high school hockey is great today. Yep. It, is, it is great. Go. There were some games over the weekend that – that were outstanding games, um, you know, with with the, the difference with high school hockey is, is you, you got the student body, you got the fan base, it's exciting stuff. And so um, you start there. I, I think that excitement's going on all over the state right now. Uh, but those showcases make it, you know, pretty unique when you get a lot of games in one building at one time, and it's, but it's fun for everybody. You, you know what? You read my mind because that's really where I wanted to, to, to go next. I mean, the product itself, I mean, that's part of the reason why we're here is to let everybody know what a great product it is. And, you know, Don, I, one of the cool things about what's going on in this state right now is you have – outstanding players and outstanding teams in the UP, you know, without mentioning names, there are some great teams up there. Your neck of the woods now. I mean, you guys had some runs, Celine getting it done West side of the state. There is quality hockey being played everywhere. And one of the things that I've heard young players say in, in, in years gone by is, well, it's hard to make the jump from high school hockey. It isn't anymore. You're watching these kids go to the USHL to the NHL. I've seen a bunch in college games, calling college games, the OHL. This, 
has really become fertile ground, so to speak, for a player to not only represent their school, but really to continue their hockey career. Sure. And, and one of the things, you know, I, I, I kind of joke about this in, in different things that I do, but I, but I always talk about the, the myths and, and uh, uh, arena lobbies everywhere in, in the state. And, and lots of people have lots of opinions, but that's one of the ones where over time, you know, people have said, oh, you know, you, you can't make that jump. And, and it's, it's just so incorrect. You know, being, being a guy that, that has coached a, a small public school and we've produced Division One players, and I don't say that special about me. What I mean is, is if you were a good player, I don't care where you're at. And, um, and the NHL guys will tell you that. The D1 guys will tell you that. I, I don't care where you're at. If you're a player, there's a network there. You're going to be found, even if it's the most isolated place. And uh, so for, for players, you know, being able to know that um, you don't have to make that choice to miss out on um, – Playing in front of the student body, being being a part of that whole environment, you know, through the years, I, I've loved when you get that that stud young player. Like, not that you get a ton of freshmen that make your team, but you get one, and it's amazing what it's like for them at school after hockey season starts because now everybody in the school knows them, and it's <laughs> and, it, and it's it's just a great environment, and you, and you look at the crowds and and. Uh, you know, high school sports are outstanding, and in high school hockey, it's it's a great thing, and and I that's what I've always talked to players about. I I don't think they have to give things up like that. Being able to enjoy your high school experience, being able to to you know do whether it's it's go to other high school sports or participate in other high school sports or just be in front of your student body, it's a great thing, and. Uh, yeah, you don't. Uh, I mean, you know, we could talk about players that are moving on on a regular basis, players that are uh, um, getting paid to do it now, and and uh, you're absolutely right. That was that was uh, might have been different a number of years ago, but if you really look at the the type of coaches we have in the state and that we've had over we've we've picked up over the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, it's it's been fun to watch, and it's great for our players. You know, Don, that's the interesting thing. I I think before we close is these are exciting times. I mean, you and the board are, are doing a lot of good things, and I know there's more to come. And it, it really is a group effort all around the state. But to me, the focal point is always on the game, the product itself. And 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 I'll tell you what, in my years of following the product. I don't know if it's in a better place. And those aren't just words. I mean, you're talking about the amount of kids playing, the amount of talent playing, the amount of schools now all over the state. It's in a really good spot right now in the great state of Michigan. It is, and and it has certainly been fun to watch. And there's there's a lot of great people that have made that happen. But I, but I have to say, sitting here today, you know, I I can't tell you how appreciative we are in this relationship because I think what you're doing, what State Champs is doing, this is just another outstanding thing. Um, to, to make people aware of, of high school hockey and, and for players and the fun part to, to see this when the broadcasts come out, um, it's a great thing. And in, in this, uh, um, this, this partnership, uh, uh, I, we can't be happier from a coaches association standpoint. So, so I want to tell you thank you because it's a great thing. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Don Wright, the executive director of the Coaches Association. I always say this, but in, in front of the executive director, I have to emphasize it. 
go support your local team. Go out and see some high school hockey. It's a great product. Certainly great guys like Don Wright are behind it. Don, always a pleasure, my friend, to chat with you. That's our conversation with Don Wright. Don't go anywhere. More of the show coming up next. There's an old saying, you can never have too many officials. The age of the average official is 52 and getting older all the time. We're constantly recruiting new people, younger people to join us. After you register with the MHSAA, look on the website to find an officials association near you. They'll put you in a position to succeed as an official. We all learned a lot from high school sports and officiating is a great way to give back to the game. There's help wanted, just whistle. All right, welcome back into the High School Hockey Report. One of the cool things that we're doing along with the High School Hockey Coaches Association is we're having a coach's corner. It's a pleasure to chat with this guy. I'm sure he doesn't admit this in public. I've known him a long time, and uh, he's done a tremendous job at Livonia Churchill. Let's welcome in the head coach at Livonia Churchill, Jason Reynolds. First of all, Jay, it's a pleasure to see you, my Thank friend. You, How's Sean. everything going? Everything's going great. We're uh, we're kicking off another season here. It, uh, it It's hard. Hard to believe it feels like we just uh, we just ended last year's uh, historic run, but uh, but we're looking forward to a new season. You know, before we look ahead, I, I do have to look behind because I, I'm serious when I say this: the job that you and your staff and your kids did last year, it, it truly was historic. Because if people don't remember, I, I think the sign of of character, some good coaching, and some good kids is is you guys. You guys were down after the first of the year. You went through a tough spell. And to pick it up the way you did and build it to a crescendo, it was one of the more memorable state championship games uh, in a long, long time. You fell just this short, but let's talk a little bit about that run and, and, and I guess your thoughts on where the team was and where it eventually went. No, it, it it's true. We we really um, overcame a great deal of adversity last year. We were we were plagued with injuries, illness, um, personal matters with some of the families in the in the program, and those are things as a as a, a hockey team you 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 kind of expect. Um, they all seem to come to get you know come at us all at the same time last year, and so we just kept encouraging the kids over the course of those last couple of months. Once if we can just get to the finish line here get healthy get everybody back together all at the same time we can we can make a run at this thing and so uh, I think the the boys were really galvanized by a lot of the the uh, the adversity that we overcame over the course of the year and it just it really all came together um, at the same time and I, and I cannot deny um, what you know playing in the KLAA um, what an impact that had on our on our ability to perform well in the playoffs. I, I still to this day I state the KLA is one of the toughest hockey program toughest hockey leagues out there, and um, and I think the strength of our schedule really prepared us for that postseason run. So it was a special year for us. Um, we're actually going to be uh, we're going to be celebrating the the, uh, the the banner ceremony on Thanksgiving Eve against Le- our our rival Livonia Stevenson, and uh, and there's a lot to be celebrated. We're really proud of that run last year. You know what's really cool, Jason? Um, Livonia Churchill has always been a good program. I mean, it always been a good program. If you follow high school hockey, um, but the way the community came together, you and I were talking off the air. I mean, uh, you guys played Friday morning. I, I'm convinced that 
everybody from Livonia Churchill was there. And when I say everybody, I mean everybody, and certainly well represented. But that has to do you as a coach and certainly somebody that looks after his kids. That had to do you proud. That works wonders for everybody and just lifts you up. It was one of the most incredible atmospheres I've ever had the pleasure of coaching in. It was, as you said, it was a it was a soft attendance day at Livonia Churchill that day, but uh, but it was it was an incredible atmosphere. Um, we we call them Charger Nation. They were they were out in force that day, and then of course on uh, on the championship game, they were they were really there to support us. And so um, the 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 community there has really embraced our hockey program. They certainly got behind us um, as they as they kind of learned about some of the things that we were going through over the course of the year. And and uh, it, it was a it was really a magical run for us. So I you know tip the hat to our to our players, our coaching staff, and and even the athletic department for everything they did for us. And in, in that historic run, it was fabulous. Jason Reynolds, the head coach at Livonia Churchill, joining us here on the show. Jason, let's fast forward. Uh, New Year, uh, there's no rest. You brought up something, and I'd like to expound on it a little bit. Uh, Listen, the KLA is, is one of the most unforgiving divisions it is I mean when, when you think there's a given in, in the KLA think again and and there's nothing like bringing you back into modern day and bringing you back into reality so to speak of how tough it is than going out there and starting a new season nothing's ever going to be easy even with the success you guys had last year you know it's interesting a lot as we're as we're starting this season now there are a lot of the um, a lot of the local media outlets are, are putting out their season previews and they're they're interviewing us as to what our outlook is for the season and I've read through a lot of the teams that play in the KLAA, and within the first couple of sentences, I think we all start out the same. We all we all make a point of saying, you know, we have a really tough schedule this year, <laughs> and without question, I, I think everybody is excited coming into the season, but at the same time, I think everybody's a little bit tentative as well because we know the buzzsaw of a schedule that we have to we have to get through season in and season out in the KLAA. And the thing I think we all share as well is I think we're all incredibly proud of that. I think we're all um, incredibly excited of putting our, our players through that process of playing that strength of schedule. Because as I said, I, th- I think it really um, prepares us for not just the long-term future, but that postseason run that we may be, be, may be looking at in, in February. So I'm excited to get started. Um, you know, looking ahead to to this upcoming season, I you know we have a lot of young players who are trying to bring into our culture now, and, and I think it's going to be there'll probably be a little bit of culture shock for them in, in the uh, in the the beginning. But um, I, I'm proud to introduce them to this KLAA schedule and 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 get them going. And and you know it's almost it's cliche these days to to say that it's a process, but I think we all we all do agree it is a process, especially when you have such a tough uh, a tough schedule and and so you know we're going to take it one day at a time and 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 get this uh, get this new uh, squad acclimated for competition. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I mean, you you lost so many quality players uh, when you make a run like that. I mean, that hey, any year you're going to lose some guys, but you know who are some guys in in. Boy, if you're looking for a good high school game, we'll talk about it in a second. Livonia Stevenson, Livonia Churchill getting together on Wednesday night. That's always a special one. More on that in a second. But who are some of the guys, the newcomers, if you will? Zach is a guy we've talked about on this show. I love his game. We've talked about that for a while. But maybe some newcomers that people can keep an eye on. Sure. You mentioned him. Um, Zach Venditelli is a four-year a four-year member of our program. He'll be in his senior year this year. They they say dynamite comes in small packages, and he's a he's a small one, but he's 
he's been such a hero for our program over the years in, in so many different ways. I could I could go back. I call him the water bug. He just he just he darts is. and darts. He never stops. He's he's so much fun to watch. He is. He he had the game winner and that triple overtime thriller we had against Allen Park last year for our second regional title. So um he'll he'll be leading our program along with uh, along with defenseman Matt Gibney, who's another another four year player. Um some of the newcomers that we have in, in our program, we have uh we have an exciting uh, new freshman by the name of Devin Genzel. He's a, he's a horse. You wouldn't be able to pick him out as a freshman out there out, out on the ice, but uh, he comes from a, a line of chargers. I had the pleasure of coaching his, uh, his older brother Nick when I first started with the program, and so I, I think he's going to be a big contributor early on. Um, we have a lot of young defensemen. Um, Justin Haydu, who is, if you remember, his older brother Tyler played for our program. Um, that's something that's exciting about our, our program is we, we tend to get generations of, of, uh, of siblings that come through the the program which is is great um ryan darling's another exciting um sophomore defenseman who will be coming in and, and learning the ropes right away and and we're excited about uh, our goaltender bryant riley he was uh he was sort of a uh, uh an unsung hero for us last year when chris surgison went down with his hamstring injury um he had to he had to bite the bullet for us and and come in for a few weeks as a freshman and uh and and start and goal for us I'll, and i'll never forget I'll never forget looking at that calendar when we realized that Bryant Riley was going to have to take over in net. His first two games were against Brighton and Heartland, all right at the same time. Not exactly the way you want to bring in a freshman <laughs> goaltender and introduce him to KLAA hockey, but he got a big taste of it right away, and uh, and and he's excited. And he's a talented goaltender, and, and and he's going to be ready to go for us this year. You talk about the generational things. You're a Livonia guy as well. A couple of Livonia guys here. There, there's there's a pride in Livonia. I mean, there's no doubt about that, and it doesn't matter what school you go to, you're a Franklin guy, you're a Churchill guy, uh, Stevenson, you're a Livonia guy, but you have a unique perspective on uh, the Stevenson-Churchill rivalry. I'm biased, I think it's one of the best there is, and they've certainly had some legendary games over the years, but just your perspective on on the Stevenson-Churchill rivalry. It's it's a a magical atmosphere on on Thanksgiving Eve, and I remember several years back when, when we we started making the decision to have the Stevenson Churchill rivalry on Thanksgiving Eve. It was an opportunity for alumni to come in. It was an opportunity for old families um, from previous from previous years, previous decades, to to come in and enjoy this game on on Thanksgiving Eve over the holiday weekend. Um, there, there's nothing like seeing a thousand to two thousand people pack that arena for that for that special uh, game, regardless of what of what the what the end outcome is. Um, it is always a a tremendous atmosphere. We're, we're looking forward to it. Um, the players are always looking forward to it, and it's 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 interesting because it's a situation where you, year in and year out, you almost have to sort of calm everybody down mm-hmm. and say, "Listen, I, we know this is a big game. We know this is a big rivalry, and we only get one chance at, at Livonia Stevenson this year, and with with the the difference in divisions now, but." Um, you almost have to calm everybody down and say, "Listen, this isn't this isn't the season. This is game two out of twenty five. So you have to you have to try to put things in perspective and let them enjoy the experience and let them enjoy the atmosphere, but let them know at the same time that you know here we're we're here to play a hockey game, and and after this there'll be a lot more work to be done. But I, I'm looking forward to it. It's always a it's always a, a great part of our holiday experience, and uh, I'm sure the boys are excited. Yeah, it it really is. I mean, it's one of those games. You know, I I, I talk about a lot of different places out there. 
And uh, certainly, Stevenson-Churchill is one of those games you you really should take an opportunity to see. So if you have a chance to get out to Eddie Edgar Arena, by all means, take that chance. I'm looking forward to it. Jason, one of the things, uh, before we let you go, and again, Jason Reynolds, the head coach at uh, Livonia-Churchill, kindly joining us. In your time in, in, I guess, the MHSAA ranks, isn't it amazing to see where this product has come. And I, I always like to talk about it, not just for you guys, but just all over the state now, whether it be the guys in the UP, the West Side, this is a really good place right now for high school hockey. It, it really is. And when you consider all of the different opportunities that high school hockey, hockey players have now to not only play at a high level against some really fantastic programs, but the opportunities to get exposure that they may be looking for in order to get on to the next level, whether that's in the collegiate ranks, whether that's in junior hockey. Um, I think the, the high school hockey community and certainly the High School Coaches Association have done a really great job of putting together several different elite avenues that players can pursue in order to um, get the exposure that they're looking for, get the high-quality experience that you're looking for. Um, in, in years past, the, the road you know, to moving on to the next level, people would always say, well, you have to go AAA. You have to, you have to play here. You have to play there. You've seen now the gap in talent start to level out to the point now where we're, we're sending high school um, high school elite programs to these AAA tournaments and we're succeeding. And so I, I think we're, we're getting a lot more eyes on our, our product now. I, I think we as a community are committed to, even though we're, we, we want to, we want to kill each other on game days. I, I think we as a high school community are really coming together to, um, to really make sure that we're, we're putting our best foot forward in, in promoting everybody's players. It doesn't matter if it comes from my program or a Livonia Stevenson or a Cranbrook or a Catholic Central. Sure. We're all committed to moving these players on and helping these players achieve their goals ultimately. Um, and, and so I, I think this is, you know, in, in recent years, this has become such an uh, such an exciting culture and exciting environment to, to play varsity hockey in. And it's only going to get better from here. So I'm excited for the future as no well. No doubt about it. Hey, man, you're a great advocate hey, for the game. Thank you, really you so are. much for the time. I Continued success at Livonia Churchill overall as well. Look forward to seeing Stevenson and Churchill as well. Jason Reynolds, the head coach at Livonia Churchill, kindly joining us on the show. Good show. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's been a blast so far. I, I can't tell you how happy I am that we're back yeah. doing this. We're going to be doing it all season long. And we're going to go on location on a few of them. That's always fun. That was, you know, that's another shout out to the coaches. You know, uh, there were a few times last year we went out to a game. I remember we had Coach Cal on at CC. Uh, we had Coach Clements on uh, with Trent. We had Coach Mitchell on. Uh, certainly we, we, we would love to do that. So if you would be so inclined, you're a coach out there watching. If we tap you on the shoulder, could you please give us just a few minutes? But thank you. Our first podcast on the road will be the MIHL KLAA Challenge here in a couple weeks. Sean, you've been to this that challenge. You know, credit to you again too about trying to get this going too. Just talk about the atmosphere at that event. I think it's awesome. You know, I mean, all jokes aside, you know who got this done? It's the coaches that got it done. You know, I, I mean, an idea is only an idea until you make it happen. But I think the legwork that a lot of the coaches put into it is great. And, and you know what? From 
everybody's account, it was a tremendous success. And so certainly looking to make it bigger and better in, in year two. I got there late because I had my day job that particular Those day, lions. if you remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had my day job that day. So uh, I, I did get a, a chance to see a little bit of the action late in the day. But I'm with you. I'm going to be camping out there all day. And this is one thing that, that I think, you know, when we touch on this a little bit with Don Wright, this is great that you see this stuff all over the state now, whether it be Gaylord, uh, whether it be the West Side, whether it be Chelsea, whether it be Trenton. I mean, that's the godfather of everything. But but now you're seeing a lot of these tournaments go on. Even the tournament this weekend at Cranbrook. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I to me... That is so cool. It, it, it just makes this product even better to, to showcase some of the great teams out there. So we're not going to do our rankings yet. We want to at least give it a few weeks before Sean comes out with his top 25 rankings. When you do your rankings, what's your process? So you explain to the viewers, our listeners, how you do your rankings. You brought up a great point. I'm going to give John full credit now. John, John, you brought up the pat a point. On the back? Yeah, you can get the pat on the back. <laughs> but no, um, th this isn't my rankings per se. I, I understand that we put it out, but but here's here's the routine. I talk to John. I talk to as many coaches as I can and kind of get their feel about where this team is at, where that team is at. Um, and, and a lot of times the coaches are going to shoot very, very straight with you. I mean, again, I can't tell you how much input and how much I appreciate the coaches uh, coming in regards to that. What I do is I love to look at schedules. And I think, John, this is just my personal opinion, a team that has won three or four games in a row, you have to give them an extra boost. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But a lot of times what you do is you take into equation. I remember there was a, a spell last year without mentioning a, a name, but there was a really, really good team that, that kind of went through a, um, a, a tough spell, if you will. But when you're losing to some of the top teams yeah. in the state, when you're losing to number two overall, number five overall, number six overall, how much can you really punish that team? You know what I mean? And how much does level of competition, I know you said like if they win three or four, how much does the level of competition plays into your ranking? It has to count for something. And I, and I would hope that everybody, you know, watching that kind of feels that way. Um, you know, when, when you play in the MIHL, there, there's really no nights off. Same thing can be said for the KLAA. So I think you have to take that into consideration. I'll use this as a perfect example. Uh, Cranbrook perennial powerhouse a lot of times you might look at their 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 overall record in the middle of the season and go wow cranbrook's eight eight and one right now dig a little deeper you know when, when you see eight eight and one you know just as an example dig a little deeper and see you know who they've played who they've lost to because more often than not a team the caliber of, of cranbrook all of those losses might be to top 10 teams. I mean, that's as crazy as it sounds. So I really appreciate the input that you get from coaches. And, you know, there are a few coaches that I've already reached out to. There are a few more that I kind of set it up with them last year that, hey, I'd, I'd like you to kind of tell me what's going on and stuff like that. So you, you put it all together and you, you, you try to do your best to recognize some of the great hockey being played around the state of Michigan. We're going to take a look at some teams to look out for throughout the season. Let's go up north. You know, the UP is – Pretty tough. You got Calumet, you got Holton. Got some great competition up there. I, I love it. I, I've said this for years. I, I wish that my schedule would allow it. Uh, I love going up to the UP anyway. I get a chance to go to Houghton or Marquette every year with one of my jobs, and I, I love the UP. Um, I would love to go up there and, and see a Houghton Hancock yeah. game. That's like that's like one of my 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 big uh, I, I guess bucket list type of things. 
I'm hearing, now I, I haven't seen those guys yet, but I'm hearing from multiple sources that it's Calumet this year that yeah. that is is looks to be the top dog. Now, here's the interesting thing about that. You know, it doesn't always pan out that way. There there could yeah. be an Escanaba that comes out of nowhere. The Flivers last year had a pretty good team. You gotta love that nickname. Love the Flivers. Uh, the the Sioux. Uh but I, I think the two mainstays, Houghton and Hancock, I mean there's just great hockey in that area and that that's such a, a fantastic thing. But everybody that I've talked to so far, and I mean just about everybody, has talked about Calumet kind of being the team to beat right now. So that's not an easy crown to wear, though, because, you know, again, when you're talking about Hancock, when you're talking about Houghton, two teams that that year in, year out are there, not to mention maybe the other team that's going to kind of pop up and say, here we are. Um, again, it's not an easy crown to wear. And then you got teams in the northern Michigan part, the northern lower peninsula part of Alpena and Gaylord. Those are some good teams. The Traverse City School. You know, it's it's interesting that you bring up Alpena because Alpena's a school that a, a couple people have told me to look out for. And people forget Alpena was a power. You know, they, they won some championships back into the 80s and everything. A guy that went into the Hall of Fame, uh, Coach Byers, as a matter of fact, did a great job there. But um, a lot of people are saying look out for Alpena this year. Uh, so that's certainly to keep an eye on. You're absolutely right. TC West, uh, TC Central. Uh, you know that there are always teams that you can't you can't ever sleep on them. Speaking of of great tournaments, I mean they really put on a show up there. And Coach Givens certainly one of the good guys in the business, no doubt about that. So uh, you're right, John. I, I'm going to be intrigued to, to see how some of those teams uh, fare this year. Uh, hey, Big Rapids. I mean, l- lest we forget, you know, the job that 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 Coach Blaschel has done up there. So there's some really good teams. You know, as is you kind of head north in the state. And how about on the west side, I'd say you had Grand Rapids, Forest Hills, Northern Eastern making it to the Final Four the last couple of years. You got Granville, you got Forest Hills Central, you got Grand Rapids Catholic Central, Grand Rapids Christian. Who's Who are you hearing about on the west side of the state? Well, I think first and foremost, you have to start with with Granville. I mean, I I, I think Coach Brazil's done a tremendous job, and and I think that's the team that that maybe you know everybody's looked at the success that they've had for so many years and 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 say yeah you know what that's what we want. Not far behind them is, is Forest Hills NE. I mean, really, they've done a tremendous job. It's all two, about two two trips to the Final Four the last couple of years in Division Two. Yeah, and and you know I mean I understand what their rallying cry is. They're going to want to take the next step. But again, what you're seeing all over the state, John, is you're seeing teams go play elsewhere. You're seeing Coach Zaschek and, and, and the Rangers from Forest Hills Central uh, go make trips. You're seeing any Granville make trips. Uh, I, I think uh, Coach Slobodnik and, and, and Grand Rapids Catholic Central, I think everybody knows uh, of their their background and, and some of the, the nice teams that they've had. Uh, the west side is some darn good hockey. Make, make no mistake about that. So uh, I'm, I'm going to be I- intrigued to see how some of these teams are. And you know what you've seen in recent years? You've seen some of, you know, Rockford step up and, and knock somebody off and things like that. Holland EGR. Holland West Ottawa. Holland West Ottawa. The, the, the Panthers had an, an outstanding run. So, I mean, that's that's a, a pretty cool thing. How about the, the mid-Michigan area? You know, we touched earlier on Saginaw Heritage. You know, we got Saginaw Heritage. We got Flint Powers. You got Davison. What about in that area? Um, Dow is another team that 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 is yeah that is that has made some uh, noise. I, I'm intrigued. I really liked Davison last year. I I had an opportunity to see him early, and if you remember, I was kind of beating the drum on them a little bit, and and uh, uh, they they certainly didn't let me down. That's for sure. I think their talent spoke for themselves. But yeah, I, I think in particular uh, Heritage. I think you have to bring up Saginaw Heritage again. Look, people forget this is this is a, a program that that 
They've they've moved through the divisions and everything, but they've had success wherever they've been. They've made a couple of trips uh, to the um, to the USA Hockey Arena. They they lost to uh, David Mitchell and Lavoni Stevenson in 2013, but they had a, a memorable run last year. And I, I don't think hardly anybody thought a that they'd get there and b that they were going to give Brighton the battle that they gave them. So uh, again, shout out to, to to Coach Bamberger and the Hawks. They're, they're they got something special up there. And lastly, Southeast Michigan area. Is it going to be CC again? I think so. I, Until I, I, we have to say it's Brighton again in March. Listen, listen. Big statement by Catholic Central over the, over the weekend, knocking off Culver. You know, when when you beat Culver, they split with Culver, but anytime you beat Culver, that's something. And uh, you, you know, Coach Cal is going to have his guys prepared. Listen, I know those guys were devastated, and and it's all about winning the championship at, at Catholic Central. I think people forget how good that team was last year. That team was I, I had a lot of coaches that said that was probably the best high school hockey team they have seen in years. Yeah, that was that was an unbelievable hockey team. And you know what? They're angry. I mean, and and, and look out. I th- I think Catholic Central is going to be loaded for bear. But again, you know the the whole the whole MIHL is you, you could uh, Trenton. You know, uh, you and I have sat back, and I know we have some fun with the Trenton fans out there. We've talked up Trenton. I think very quietly, Chad's done a heck of a job there. That is not an easy thing to do to replace a legend. That is not an easy thing to do. And 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 Chad got the most he could out of that team last year. That was a a, a heck of a run by Trenton, and they're not done. I like UAD this year. I, I've heard some good things about UAD, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to to seeing them play, to be sure. And Cranbrook. I mean, Andy, enough said. You know what I mean? And, and you know, this being the, the, the swan song, so to speak, for a, a living legend, a guy that's done so much at this length, I mean, you, you never, ever count them out. At KLA, we just talked to Jason Reynolds. Look, Stevenson's going to have a good team. That's what they do. Churchill's going to have a good team. Uh, Gordy taking over uh, with with Northville's going to be really, really intriguing. As I said, on a personal level, I'm intrigued to see a team that was young last year, how they they uh, proceed in, in Novi. And and you got Heartland. So, I mean, it, it's, it's never easy there, to be sure. And then you got teams in the Oakland County area, the Macomb area conference, too. You got, like, Lake Orion. You got Troy. Eisenhower. Eisenhower. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, and, and a lot of those teams look. It's not, it's not a stunner when they win these games anymore. I mean, it's not. We we shouldn't be surprised at all. Not to mention, you know, our, our old buddy Clint Robert uh, with with uh, Richard, you know, out in Ann Arbor, and you know some of the teams out there that have been able to make some noise and going out Chelsea Way and and, and Foz and Celine. I mean, they they've turned into a a real legitimate power. So uh, the state of high school hockey is great right now, and I'm really looking forward to this season because John. I don't think there are slam dunks. I really don't. I don't. I don't think there are slam dunks at all. And just lastly, we're going to touch quickly on the top games of the week. This podcast airs on Wednesday, and on Wednesday, on Thanksgiving Eve, you have Cranbrook at Trenton, Grand Rapids Christian at Grand Rapids Catholic Central, and you have Brother Rice at Catholic Central. What's intrigues about these three games? Well, I, let me start with Brother Rice. I've seen them already. They had a really good win over Livonia Stevenson on Friday night. It's not easy to go into Edgar and win, and that was a convincing win. I've had some people tell me that they think that Brother Rice might be the team to beat, and and I wanted to save Brother Rice for this part of the show because they looked good. It's not very often that you beat Livonia Stevenson like that, but that was a 4 nothing convincing win. I mean, it's Brother Rice and CC. You know what I mean? I mean, to me, that's... the records out the book. Yeah, that, that says that says Because last year, you know, they took CC to overtime at yeah. Brother Rice, so... 
anything could happen in, in these kind of rivalries. And, and it's it's that's one of those games that you have to see. Uh, Cranbrook and Trenton is awesome. You know that that's that's a that's a tremendous matchup. It's always the day, you know the day before Thanksgiving. Yep. Cranbrook at Trenton. Yep. And uh, you know I'm intrigued at Grand Rapids Christian because they're they're a program in the last couple of years. You've seen them kind of go up like that. I think the Cougars have been on everybody's map for a, a long time. That that would be an interesting game uh, to see for sure. And on Saturday, you got Selene against Plymouth. That's a great matchup. You know, uh, as I mentioned, Foz has done such a, an outstanding job in Celine and a, a guy that we're going to have on very shortly. He probably doesn't even know it yet because I haven't talked to him, but uh, uh, Coach Vento and his staff, Coach Vento, we'll have you on soon. Um, that that was a great team last year. I, you know, I'll say it again. My heart breaks for those kids from last year because that is a Plymouth team that was capable of winning the entire thing. And I, I think you could even you could talk to to any of the guys that were eventually at USA Hockey Arena and you could start with Coach Gadwa. That was a Plymouth team that was capable of winning the entire thing. Unfortunately, uh, they have the matchup uh, with Livonia Stevenson in round one and uh, it, it didn't turn out that way, but it was a, a legendary game. But uh, Plymouth is loaded this year as well. Make no mistake about that. I heard they have good D. Yep. Make no mistake. Hey, I, and I'll, I'll tell you, you know, to me, the testament is when you keep churning them out. And and you've seen Coach Vento and his teams do this. They've been good teams, but they're getting What's better the, almost by step, the year. Taking that next step. I think taking that next step, and you know, I'll ask Coach Vento when I talk to him, but I think taking the next step for them is I think they'd love nothing more than than to get the regional and get to USA Hockey Arena. I think I, I think that's the next step. And they're right there. You know, there a lot of it, John. You know as well as I do. Depends on what the brackets look like. And I heard from the uh, from the MHSA that it could come out in the next week or two. So we'll know soon about the regionals. They had to work on a few things with the you know teams moving up and down and a couple teams dropping out, not having hockey this year. And and listen, John, that's not to take anything away from the teams that that uh, the path is the path. You don't have anything to apologize for when you go win the championship. But uh, make no mistake about it. Some regions are more difficult than others. So good for a show. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to have 14 more of these. So, again, special shout-out to the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association for sponsoring this podcast to be able to do this all hockey season long. So we'll be back next week. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belisian. We'll do it again next week. Happy Thanksgiving, John. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.